Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Need expert advice on your family's health? Speak to us today at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. So we'll stick with film now. And my next two guests are dropping in before they head to LA on Monday to the Oscars, where their latest movie is up for no less than 11 Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Director and Best Actress. Ed Guiney and Andrew Lowe of Element Pictures, good morning and congratulations. Morning, Brandon. Thank you very much. So, Ed, a week of partying ahead of you or is it work? Well, it's it's actually both. I mean, the kind of the the good thing about it is that like the the two combine. So the people you're meeting at the parties are also people that you do business with and you might want to do business with in the future. And it's also it's a kind of I mean, we've been sort of at this award season since the beginning of September when the film played at the Venice Film Festival. And next week is definitely the end. Okay. And it's a gathering of the clan. So all the people that are nominated, you know, all of whom are great friends and close colleagues, they'll all be there with families and friends. And so it'll be a a last gasp. And then on the 11th, the day after the Oscars, we'll get on with the rest of our lives, win, lose or draw. Are are you a bit schmoozed out at this stage? Is there a lot of schmoozing, Andrew? Well, it's it's quite the campaign. As Ed described, we launched film in September in, in Venice. And since then, we've had... Uh, multiple screenings in New York and London and all all around the world. Um, a lot of uh, Q&A, so um, screenings followed by Q&As with the heads of department and the cast and ourselves and uh, a lot of press as well, obviously. So it, it does feel like we've been talking about this film for quite a long time yeah. and uh, there's been a lot of back and forth crisscrossing the Atlantic so but listen it's it's a, it's a real privilege to do it and it's great fun and it's stimulating and interesting um, but it is quite distracting from the day to day and so it would be, be good to get back to that obviously after next week. Yeah equally Andrew you're, you're the accountant so it must be a relief that Poor Things was a hit. I mean, it's an extraordinary film. I won't say the word brave because I know that yeah. scares people if someone said you've made a very brave film. But equally, it's not exactly The Avengers. No, I mean, it, it, it's it's not an obvious crowd pleaser, arguably. But um, but at the same time, it's a brilliant film and it's very entertaining and, and very funny. Um and, uh, you know, we, when we first launched the film, we were, we had the disadvantage of the actor strike was on. So we had no cast to promote it, which was a bit of an issue. So we we pushed the release back to the December and um, and that's really worked in our favour. So as the film has gone out in the world, in the US and here in Ireland, the UK, all around the world, it's coincided with all the awards attention. And that's really helped propel the oh, film. Okay, so okay. It's, it just crossed $100 million last weekend, which is an incredible milestone. Ed, for people who haven't seen it, could you describe poor things? <laughs> give me the one. Give me the one sentence so pitch. It's, so it's basically it's a kind of it's a riff on the Frankenstein myth, um, except in this case the kind of monster, and I'm doing inverted commas signs here, yeah. uh, uh, is Emma Stone, her character Bella Baxter, uh, who's reanimated by Willem Dafoe, and then it's really following her as she kind of makes her way in the world and self actualizes. Yeah, and in, in one way it's about nothing and in another way it's about everything, like the meaning of life and what, what is life and what is a person and everything. Uh, Emma Stone, as you say, is at the heart of it uh, as Bella. She was also a producer on it and I, and I get the impression this wasn't like the Hollywood thing of give, give the star a producer credit. No, I mean, she really was. Um, I mean, she, we first met her on The Favourite uh, um, and her and Yorgos Lanthimos, the director, they just struck up this incredible sort of creative relationship and partnership 
And he was talking about poor things to her soon afterwards. And she said, that sounds amazing. I'd love to be in it. And that was you know, probably seven or eight years ago at this stage. Um, and uh, so then th- then they started talking and we all started chatting about it. And it, it was just her kind of interest in all aspects of it, just outside of, you know, playing Bella Baxter, but in the script and the other cast and how we were going to build the world and all that kind of stuff. It just sort of became clear that she'd be a great ally in, in the in the production. And also, um, you know, myself, Andrew, uh, Yorgos and Tony McNamara, who wrote the script, are all men of a certain age. So to have a woman in the middle of that, that creative team felt like a really important thing. And she's also incredibly experienced because she's done all these huge big movies as an actor and been right at the centre of them. So she's a lot to offer in terms of how you put a film out into the world and the dynamics around that and the politics of all of that stuff. So it was interesting for a Hollywood actress, isn't she? Like, like she produced as well the curse that uh, TV show she was in recently, which, like, I think the finale of that was one of the most extraordinary pieces of television I've seen. Yeah, she's she's obviously very much an artist. Yeah, and she has like a production company, and they 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 make films. I mean, it's you know. Mar- Margot Robbie, Mar- Margot Robbie, sorry, is also a producer and a partner in the production company that that made Barbie. So it's not totally uncommon that you see this, but but these are real producers. They're not people taking yeah. vanity credits, yeah. you know. So Andrew, could you maybe explain how this huge movie comes from? an office in Dublin and I, I think you know people hear producers and they have a vague idea of a guy going around chomping a cigar or whatever but so 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 do people come to you with an idea first or do you develop ideas or how does that all work? We do I mean we, we have a we have a whole team of people um, uh, who work with us both here in Dublin and in London and in Belfast and and a lot of uh, you know we have a big development team and their job is to find material and having found material help develop that material with writers um, so in the case of Poor Things, that just comes from our sort of long-standing relationship with Yorgos Lanthimos. And, and we first met Yorgos when he came to London looking to make an English language film, having had a lot of success with Dogtooth, which was an Oscar nominated, foreign language Oscar nominated film. And um, so the first film we did with him was The Lobster and followed by Killing a Sacred Deer, The Favourite and, and then Poor Things. But, you know, wherever we shoot the film, The Lobster was shot here in, in, in Ireland um, and those other films were shot in the US um, uh, or in the UK. And uh, but it, it all gets run out of here. So our, you know, head of business affairs, Mark Byrne, our head of production, Paula Heffernan, they're all based here in Dublin. And we work very closely with them trying to figure out how do we structure this? How much is it going to cost? Where are we going to shoot it? Who do we need to partner with to, to get it made? So it's kind of the... And you have to raise money from yeah, third parties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, in, in, it, as you go on, you tend to try and do repeat business and go back to the same people all the time. So uh, we worked with the same partners on poor things that we did on The Favourite. So that's Film 4, who we developed it with, and uh, Searchlight, who uh, used to be Fox Searchlight now and by Disney, so Searchlight Pictures. And Searchlight are the global distributor of the film. Um, so they fully financed the film between them. Uh, and yeah, so that that's all run out of here. And as I say, we, we equally have a team in London who are also out talent scouting and meeting new talent all the time and meeting with agents trying to find the new thing. Yeah, and I presume a track record and also probably Emma Stone on board 
might help people to get over the hump of committing millions of dollars of their money to what is, you know, quite a different film. Yeah, no, uh, you, you, you're, you're choosing your words carefully there. It is bonkers. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I want to say it's joyful. It's, in our opinion, very entertaining. Absolutely, it's funny, it totally is. I, I'm not being negative <laughs> about the film. It's a riot. Like, yeah. uh, uh, um, but to get to do it, I mean, in a way, what like t- having Emma do the movie is crucial because you need a big star and there are very mm. few people who could have got this film made in that role. Maybe maybe she's the only one, really. Um, and then the fact that The Favourite, you know, was a hit and had that got a lot of Oscar nominations and, and uh, Olivia Colman won and it, it did very well at the box office. So it was those two things that meant that we just slipped in uh, poor things at a moment in time. And actually, okay. it was... It may or may not be a thing that you could get away now. Like it's, the, you know, the market is changing all the time. So we were, we were lucky to get it done. It looks very expensive. It, it, are there sleepless nights? Like when, when it's made and nobody's seen it. Like Andrew as the accountant again, are you sitting there at night thinking, this is too challenging for the multiplex in Boise, Idaho? Like what's, what's going to happen? Well, I mean, happily, happily, that's less our stress and that's more yeah. our distributors problem in a way. Um, I mean, you know, where, where we did sort of grapple with it was trying to figure out how we actually going to make this for a price. Um, so Searchlight Pictures, I mentioned our partners, and they traditionally have always made lower budget films. So this was one of the most expensive films they've done. Um, So they gave us a number which was challenging and we worked with our production team uh, to try and figure out exactly how do you do that. And for people who haven't seen the film, the entire film more or less is shot on sound stages. So everything you see was built and uh, there was practical uh, challenges about finding enough space to do that work in. And we looked here, studios were full. We looked in the UK, studios were full and we ended up in Hungary. Um, and in Hungary, they, they had, you know, sort of great uh, teams available to help realise the, the construction because there's so much of it. Um, but then it's it's also just trying to, you know, f- figure out the, the, you know, the budget and, you know, bring it in on budget and on time and on schedule. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a challenge and that that's really where our efforts kind of pay off once it's made it's a distributor's problem how it does really <laughs> I love it yeah and when did you know it was going to be okay that, that it was, it was well, people liked it yeah, I, well it, it's in I mean we, the, 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 the world screen the premiere was in Venice and um, the morning of Venice is the press show and that's the first time you know so you've got the world's press who are gathered to watch the film and are you in there watching no we're, watching we're, we're outside but we're with, so Searchlight have people in there and they then let us know how it's played and you know there's all these journalists with their sharpened pencils you know waiting to watch this film and it's it's a really important moment and the word that came back was really positive they like it you know so that that, that was the start and then that night we had uh, the, the public premiere and 10 minute standing ovation so that was a great a great start Texter here says, tell Ed and Andrew that Poor Things was the greatest treat for the senses that I've ever seen on screen. It is like, as the favourite was as well, as, as, as a lot of your movies are so rich, like we're so proud of Element success and they're so grounded. Best of luck at the Oscars. It deserves all it has been nominated for. It, it is also um, a challenging enough film in terms of the, I suppose, the, the, the way it deals with sexuality, right? Uh, there was an interesting piece, which I'm sure you've seen by Peter Bradshaw in The Guardian there in the last couple of days, uh, about why poor things should win the best picture. But he made a really interesting point. He said it's an object lesson in how a real artwork rises uncancellably above political taste or social media scolding. 
And it does make you think that we live in such a knee-jerky black and white world now. Can cinema explore life in all its complexity, like in a more grown-up way maybe than we are now? Um, I mean, I think so. I mean, I'm also very wary about making claims about, you know, what we do, because in a sense it's up for other people to, to receive it and decide how they feel about it, if you like. But there are really amazing films this year. I mean, uh, uh, Zone of Interest, I don't know. If, uh, it's it's in, the, in the cinemas here. Uh, John Glazer's film about the Holocaust is an incredible film. Yeah. And one of the best films mm. made in years, you know, in, in, in my opinion, at least. And even Atman Before, Past Lives. So Atman Before being a French film, Past Lives is a Korean film about a, a love story between Korea and New York. So there's a lot of richness and there's a lot of kind of intimate contact with different cultures and backgrounds and all that kind of stuff through through those movies, if you like. You'd like to think, are we moving back into an era of kind of cinema for grown-ups? I, 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 we really are optimistic about that and I think you can kind of track it for the last few years. You can, Everything Everywhere last year, which won the Oscar for Best Film, Parasite, the range of movies this year, the fact that Oppenheimer and Barbie, both of which were, you know, they're not, based on IP. I mean, arguably Barbie is, but not really, it's a doll. So they're both acts of great imagination and did massive business. So I think, and at the same time, you're seeing the kind of, the Marvel movies are tapering off in terms of their appeal for audiences. And so I think we're very optimistic that we're moving into an era where you might have big, bold cinema visions that demand you go and see them in the cinema again. And that's certainly, we're really excited about that and want to be, want to try and lean into that and, and, and be in that conversation. And of course, you're also a, a cinema owner as well. We so are. Yeah, yes, we are cinema owners. There. No, and actually, we had a, a lovely thing a few weeks ago at the Lighthouse where Robbie Ryan, our DP, was doing a Q&A. We went down to see it. It was about six o'clock. And on the door of the, of the uh, cinema was about six movies all sold out. Zone of Interest sold out. Holdover sold out. All of Us Strangers sold out. Poor Things sold out. And that was great to see. And all... You know, not to compliment ourselves, but all, you know, decent films that people want to go and see. Yeah, yeah. Because it did seem for a while like TV was the place where the yeah, interesting yeah. stuff was going on, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, we look, we, we, we've, we've, we work in both. And obviously, you know, for, we, we did normal people with Lenny and conversations with friends. And, but I think I think in a way the baton is being passed yeah. a little bit now. You know, I think the era of peak TV and taking big risks in television is is over, you know, mm. as the big streamers and um, the big studios retrench, and in a way, I think we feel that actually, what's very, I mean, we still want to make TV and want to make great TV, but in a way, cinema feels like it's a bit more vital at the moment. Yeah, yeah. There's a it's kind of a niche point this, but um, a good friend of ours, uh, David Greenbaum, has been running Searchside Pictures uh, with Matthew Greenfield for a long time, and he's just been promoted in Disney. Got a big promotion in Disney to take over the. The, stu- the, the film studios and David is uh, you know a specialist cinema guy he's toured cinema and for him to be handed the keys to the kingdom f- over over Marvel over Lucasfilm over, it, it's a real sign that Disney themselves recognise that the old formula's not working anymore and they need fresh thinking and, yeah. and that's, a, that's, a sign, that's a good sign for the future I would say And then Ireland seems to be very well poised you've been around the industry for what the t- 30 years more now? What, yeah. At, yeah, 30 oh, years, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, how, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> how have we got to where we are in Ireland? I, mean, I think a lot of it is, it, it, I mean, there's obviously Jim and Neil, you know, their great success in the 80s and 90s. Um, we're 
probably, you know, we're children of of the kind of the Irish Film Board, which was reestablished in 1993 by Michael D. Mm. You know, and and so I suppose it's sort of it's been an overnight success since then, if that makes sense. Like that is 30 years of investment mm. and 30 years of uh, some successes, lots of failures, trying things out, you know, things that didn't work. And um, and I guess, you know, since maybe uh, the year that Room and Brooklyn were at the Oscars, that was 2016, I think, I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. that th- there has been since then, it, it sort of doesn't feel like a huge shock to have an Irish film or a film yeah, with Irish yeah, yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. in the mix. Um, but I think it is like we're... You know, we're, we're, we, 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 didn't, we don't have a lot of history in cinema, but we've played catch up very, very quickly. And the mm. fact that we're Anglophone and the fact that, you know, we've obviously got all these great young actors and the fact that we are we have a literary tradition, all of those things really help, I think. And we're, we're, we're outward looking as, as in our DNA mm. because we're so small, we have to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so then the two of you getting together 30 years ago, what was your background's Andrew and how did Element come together? Um, well, I, I, I we sort of known each other as kids um, in in Dublin, but our paths crossed again. Uh, Ed was already uh, he had a, a production company um, with a friend of his who wanted to go off and, and focus on directing, so he was sort of looking to to uh, you know repurpose his company. I was a production accountant. Uh, we worked together on a film. Uh, called the Tale of Sweetie Barrett, and that that was a con- we started a conversation then about by forming a partnership could we build a company at scale and um, and that that was a kind of a three year conversation that led us to set up Element in in two thousand and one and yeah the first couple of years was all about you know scrambling to find anything to do and you know jumping on planes and going around Europe and trying to find uh, uh, projects we could partner on and it just sort of built over time and it is. Ed the dreamer and are you the guy who says no Andrew is that how it um, works I, I wouldn't say that I mean no. I, that that well that, A that un, that probably bigs me up and underestimates Ed's contribution I mean Ed is okay. you know he's definitely the creative leader of the company um, and I look after more the kind of you know financing commercial production related uh, end of the of the business but we're right across the detail both of us and um, and very much we run the company together we're co-founders of the business and uh, all the key decisions were you know we're, we're, we make together effectively, and you obviously rub along quite well. It's lasted this long, yeah. Yeah, you won't be doing. I mean, I I always say to people, I got you know we set up Element in two thousand June two thousand one. I got married in September two thousand one. So it's so two two key relationships formed in the same year. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're both going strong, thankfully. Yeah. A, a texter says about poor things. We should mention that. Don't underestimate the power of Mark Ruffalo in putting hands yeah. on seats, yeah. and he yeah. he's on fire here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, someone else says poor things was such an experience. Amazing. But I went with my adult son. Oh dear. My advice is don't go and see it with your adult son. That's from Mary. I think, yeah, there's a bit of a salt burn there. You're definitely not wa- yeah. not watching it with Granny, I don't <laughs> yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Ed, you're a member of the Academy, are you? I am. Yes, I am. So, do you have to watch everything? Um, well, I, I mean, it's not a chore. I'm really happy to watch as much as I can. And actually, the thing is, because we've been on this you know, we've been at multiple festivals and stuff. You see stuff as you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, and and yeah. in a way, it's like that's what like the reason we're in this business is because we love movies and we love watching mm. movies. And also, we you kind of have to be in, in watching stuff. Like for instance, the the young guy Dominic Sessa, who's the the young guy in the holdovers. You know, he's a nineteen yeah. year old first timer. You need to see that movie to know who that guy is because his name will be on lists, and you need to, you know, he'll be on, in in the conversation. So. Um, so yeah, but it's yeah, it's it's a, it's not a it's not a chore at all. Okay, what's coming up? Um, well, we have 
The Dry Season 2 coming out uh, very soon on this in this channel and RTE excellent um, I, th- I thought season one was really good mm. well, really enjoyed it thank yeah. you yeah no we're, we're really excited about it we absolutely love that show and again Paddy Bernock uh, the first film I ever produced was directed by Paddy I, a film called Ailsa based on Joe Connor short stories so a lot of our relationships are very long standing um, Lenny's writing a script for us and we have a um, film called September Says just finishing up uh, directed by Ariane Labed a French director it's her first film and what is that? It's a story about the kind of, it's sort of sibling rivalry, two teenage si- sisters with a kind of genre adjacency, a genre component. Of uh, okay, yeah, yeah. There's there, there's a lot of genre in, in a lot of what you do, like, I suppose, particularly Orgos Lanthimos, but it's completely subverting genres. Is that the idea? Yeah, I think so. I mean, in a way, like the way, you, you know, the, we're, we're really mainly guided by our relationships and friendships with people that we've worked with for a long time so it's sort of in a way with Yorgos when he came to us with poor things like it is crazy and we didn't know how we'd pull it off but the fact that Yorgos wanted to do it was enough yeah. ah, and yeah. that, that that's the that's the genre I guess yeah. is yeah. the filmmaker yeah. is the yeah. genre yeah. or yeah. Lenny's a genre you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah, yeah yeah can you tell us what, what the Lenny project is well he's writing a script based on his um, his own family and and kind of uh a story that happened I don't want to say too much about it because it's yeah. really forming for him but it's 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 a beautiful thing and yeah very excited about it Okay well listen we wish you uh, every success next Sunday night it's well deserved and you're not just making great movies I think you're changing the game in a way of what mainstream cinema can be which is quite something uh, Ed Guiney and Andrew Lowe of Element Pictures thank you very much and we'll take a break Thank you Text 51551 Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1 